This looks kind of different because you can actually see what I look like. Monstrosity's Voice podcast is now visual, so you can actually see me because I know before y'all didn't know what I looked like. Um, I am back, and I have a special guest with me today. Drumroll, Jamarco Shaw. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Javon Shaw is a very dear friend of mine. He's a producer, DJ, and he actually made the intro to the song that you just heard. So get at him. So I'm glad to have you, Jamarco. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it is spooky season, even though spooky season is every day. And I wanted to start off our first visual show with something funky, okay? <laughs> so I got my homie here, the music extraordinaire, Jamarco Shaw. We're oh, going to list out some of the scariest songs in hip-hop, okay? So I'm, I'm really excited for you this You want to give you a little disclaimer before you get into the list? Your disclaimer? No, your disclaimer. What you are going to say before... You know, you may say these aren't the scariest songs per se. Yes, thank you. These aren't necessarily the scariest songs in regards to its correlation to Halloween. But if you think about the subject matter, and I'll break that down with each song, this is some really scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact, we actually recorded this episode like last year, but we were like in DeMarco's closet in his house. Oh, and the it, sound was The awesome. sound was terrible. So yeah. we were just like, we were going to scratch it, and we picked it back up. So let's go ahead and dive into the list. We're going to start off with number eight. Let's get it. Nightmare on My Street by The Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know me as we scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I fall into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. Okay, so we got Nightmare on My Street by Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Now, yes, isn't that indeed. an interesting video to watch? Yeah, uh, you know, it was the 80s, and everybody wanted to get in a horror bag, and I can't blame them, especially when you're Will Smith. So, as we all know, this is a homage to the now classic Nightmare on Elm Street. They have name drops such as Nancy uh -huh. and Fred, but they couldn't get the copyright to Freddy Krueger. So if you see the video, it's not going to be the Freddy Krueger that you know and love. It's going to be a, I don't know, how would you describe it? A Frankenberry, as Franken I A Frankenweenieberry. Yeah, it's blue. Looks like Mr. Remember Batman and Robin? Mr. Mr. Freeze? That's kind of what he looks <laughs> That's like. what he looks like. Yeah, so anyway, I personally remember hearing this song way, way back as a little kid, back in like 03, 04. Whenever they had like the hip hop Halloween mix, uh -huh. always here. Nightmare on my street, followed by like you know a couple of songs I don't want to give away, but you know it's one of those classic Halloween staples. It's corny, it's '80s, it's just right up your alley. Just need to have some fun. So, Nightmare on my street. I think it's interesting that um, we talk about like '80s hip hop 
and how it's a reflection, in my opinion, of like 80s horror. Mm -hmm. Because, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, 80s horror is super cheesy. Like, it's a lot of gimmicks, and I feel like this song, cheesy in a good way. What? Look, I'm a 70s, 70s horror all the oh, way. Yeah. But yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. 80s horror, it was really animated and really... Um, over the top. Over the top, you know? And I feel like that's also a reflection of 80s horror as well. Because you get, like, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. And so this song was, like, the perfect, like, mesh. Even though um, they did get sued by New Line Cinema. That's why they did not get the rights to Freddy Krueger. Because I guess they were in talks of... Yeah. Um, being in collaboration with the Nightmare on Elm Street 4, but they gave it to the, I think AMG or New Line gave it to the Fat Boys. And do you guys remember so. the Fat Boys song? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty, so next we have Monster by Kanye West and Friends, which includes Nicki Minaj, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, and Boney Vez. So go ahead and check it out. Till it's bright out Oh, just another lonely night Are you willing to sacrifice your life? Ah! Two words. Nicki Minaj. There That's it. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, yeah. drops mic. Sorry, like. uh, hip-hop fans, you're going to come at our next, but it's true. Ten years later, still has the best verse out of all of them. Now, that's saying a lot on the best hip-hop album of all time, probably. Of the 2010s. Of the 2010s. Personally, I think... That's our... another episode. Okay. That's... But anyway, <laughs> Monster is scary because, I mean, it's talking about monsters. It's talking about, you know, the it's, the sound itself is just creepy and just everybody's lyrics is just... Even Jay-Z, you know. Yeah, a lot of people try to get flack to Jay-Z and I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z's one of my favorite rappers. And I actually like his first second to Nicki's because he actually goes in-depth on monsters and horror references. So I think... Do you think remember all the references? Sasquatch. Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Goo. <laughs> anyways, back to Nikki. That's it. Like, did you know that she had to convince Kanye? Not to take him off the song. To to put that to even I thought it was like to even put the song on the album. No, uh, I think they were gonna release Monster without Nikki. Without Nikki. And yeah. she was like, Nah, you better put me on here. Exactly. And the rest of Kanye, what would you have done if she wasn't on that record? Exactly. Now look at Kanye. You know what I mean? So. Oh, shout, shout out to Kanye. Appreciate Kanye. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so the song itself is is very frightening. If I had the copyrights to it, I'd use it as a theme song for this podcast, but that's uh, not here nor there. Um, it's a great song, and it just showed at that time um, where Kanye's artistry was. Um, and I think it's it's a great additive, and it's creepy to me. It's brilliant. It's, it's, he's it's nuts, creepy. but he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like, who else? Could, nobody could do that. You know? So shout out to Ye. Get shout better, out, man. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with all of them. But, yeah. All right, <laughs> moving forward to the next song, which ah, so much nostalgia on this next song. It just reminds me of being in high school and secretly listening to Tyler the Creator because I definitely wasn't listening. A lot of listening back then. So the next song is gonna be "She" by Tyler the Creator, featuring Frank Ocean. Go ahead and check it out. I'll say this. A lot of people like to give Tyler some flack, but you gotta, let me paint the picture for you. It's 2011, 
and nail bog. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No I remember uh, just seeing this video and thinking, who in the world is this guy talking about dragging lifeless bodies through the forest? And who is this guy crooning over this creepy-ass instrumental? And, you know, a couple years later, we could find out that Tyler created on Frank Ocean, arguably some of the best. We need a it. Frank Ocean album with him just rapping. Where are you, Frank? I know you're probably in an island somewhere. So... To the, I guess, the naked eye. This song is not creepy. It kind of sounds romantic, right? But like Jamarco said, you have him, one, stalking a girl that just got into his neighborhood. So that's a tally. Put a tally up. That's tally number one. Stalking. Then he asks her out and threatens her in the means of doing that. Like, if you don't go out with me, I'm going to shoot you. Two. Then... He's like, all right, bet. If not, I just want to drag your lifeless body into the forest and have sex with it. And not to mention the black scalera lenses. And you also have to think about like during that time, that was when the whole like that was after Yonkas yeah, and like yeah, everybody's yeah. like, oh, Tom's great, where's the devil? He's and cockroach. We will get to that later. Yeah. Yeah, she, my Frank Ocean, or Tyler Crater featuring Frank Ocean. <laughs> Frank Ocean! Shout out to Frank Ocean, for real. But uh, off the Goblin album, a classic, yes, if you ask me. Yes, Neil Bogg. If you, you know look at the video in the very beginning, there's a, a street sign that says Neil Bob, which is Goblin backwards. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Wow, you really but, know uh, this. I love Tyler Creator. Who doesn't? Anyways, moving forward, we have Chucky by Bushwick Bill, and I'm going to have to give y'all a history lesson on that one. So let's check that out real quick. Damn. Watching or listening into the podcast, Bushwick Bill is one of the members of the Houston's very own Ghetto Boys. And he also was a hardcore pioneer. So what hardcore is, is it's pretty much just like a subgenre of rap um, that focuses or has like themes of scary, exactly. cold, psychologically thrilling shit. So yeah. Exactly. You know, Bushwick Bill, basically, he was a pioneer. He paved the way for, you know, all the creepy crawler kids who wanted to rap about creepy crawler stuff. You know, there wouldn't be a Tyler the Creator or XXX Tentacion or, you know, plenty of other rappers who took that edgy, kind of creepy, almost uncomfortable way of rapping, if not for Bushwick. So, you know, R.I.P. of course. Yeah, Bushwick, Bushwick you know. yeah. Chucky was a was a great song. It was actually very descriptive and very, very, very scary. We played the safe for work version. Yeah, um, yeah. So... <laughs> Go on YouTube and just look up the whole song. Of course, referring to the Killer Doll, Chucky, uh -huh. and the Child's Play series. Yeah, it gets raw, guys. It gets really, really raw. So you know, <laughs> if you got kids at home, you might want to put your headphones yeah, please, because hardcore is like I don't even want to say it's like metal. It is. It's it metal is hip hop. A genre of metal. It's a metal hip hop. Metal. It's metal hip hop. Basically, you know, even like, though they're kind of synonymous, but yeah, you know, rap is rock and roll. But we do yeah. I didn't want to put as much hardcore like on the list because it's obvious that those are like scary hip hop songs. But this song was just too good to like slip up. And then who doesn't like Bush? He's, he's the greatest. So, yeah. We owe a lot for him. We'll talk a little bit more about them later on. Yeah. But next we have next we're moving into <laughs> we're moving into the juicy part of the list. Number. My favorite part of the list. We're at number four. Number four. With murder was a case by Snoop Deal Double G. So let's <laughs> let's check it out.
song was a banger and will always be a banger. Yes, indeed. Shout out to my dad for putting me on this album. Come on now. If you're ever watching this or looking at this. Thank you, dad. Okay, so. Snoop Doggy Dogg, 1993, released the album Doggy Style, which was a follow-up to a little album called called uh, The Chronic. Where he made little? It. Yeah, it was all right. I don't know if anybody heard it, but he made his debut along with Dr. Dre and a bunch of other great death row rappers. But during 93, during all this great comeuppance, he got caught in a murder case. Uh, that was the case that they gave him. The murder was the case yeah, that, that they, they gave, gave him. him like, the but title. luckily, he beat the case. And this song is a depiction of the paranoia and the trauma that comes with that. You know, thinking about your family, thinking about your friends, you know, selling your soul to the devil. Per Speaking se. of selling your soul to the devil, I grew up listening to this song, but it didn't resurface back into my life until like probably, yeah, high school. And a really funny part of the song was the de the demon voice when he was like, if you start shit tripping, that ass is mine. Like, that song is really scary if you're a little kid listening <laughs> to that. But obviously as an adult, you're like, haha, this is funny. But also, I grew up in this like, YouTube Illuminati devil oh, worshiping she rapper. Was. She was that Consp girl. I was definitely that conspiracy theory girl. And so like, everybody's like, oh man, Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, Beyonce, so 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 devil Illuminati. And listening to this song, you're like, dang, I wonder if he really did. But overall, like for hip hop, especially in the 90s this song was scary like exactly. just the whole concept of hey look man i'm in some shit that i need to get out of you make a deal with the devil that's a wrap not to mention Dre's production is just yeah, eerie. yeah. just with the sense and you know just yeah. the, no like, that's no just gin and juice yeah oh no far oh, from gin no, no very far from gin and juice <laughs> plus we all know the illuminati is racist but anyway anyway oh wait this ain't just kind of show no, <laughs> Alright, moving forward, we have one of my favorite Jay-Z songs ever. We have The Evil's Witch. If you listen closely, he samples part of Murder Was a Case by Snoop Dogg. So, yeah, Alright, so go ahead and check that out. Jay-Z and again I told y'all I grew up in the Illuminati like okay so I grew up really religious so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Bob. grew up super religious so there was this guy named like G Craig Lewis and he had like all these videos talking about like Jay-Z's a devil worshiper he's a leader of the Illuminati allegedly so, allegedly Jay if you see this Please, video we, yeah hey nah, but nah. It's funny because I used to get in so much trouble for listening to this song. And you're thinking in fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade, like, man, he's really talking about the devil, you know, the evil. But he's really talking about the, the demons of the game of selling drugs. You know, that, you know, as we all know, Jay-Z allegedly sold a lot of drugs in this time. Yeah. But, you know, another thing, same with Murderer's Case, you know, that paranoia just growing up in that environment, you know, dealing with those demons, not just physically, but like mentally as well, just, you know, selling drugs and dealing with the trauma that comes with that and as you see the title the evils mm -hmm. spells out devils i don't know if you guys caught that but you know as we all know jay-z is one of the greatest rappers of all time and his wordplay his lyricism his storytelling as it were is just unparalleled and you know that's why so many people try to emulate him and copy him yes and this song is 
is terrifying and in a like obviously not an overt way like oh it's scary because of the, it's scary because of the subject matter because living that lifestyle can actually be frightening also the production is sick it's funky you know the sampling like the Illuminati, and then the fact that he the put that in there you know like amidst hey. amidst the rumors like well you know jay Z's very savvy as we very, all know very smart very very very, very shout very, out to whole you know what i'm saying Okay, now we're moving into a classic song. Classic, Number classic, two. staple. You know, at every hood Halloween party, this song is going to play. If you don't play this song on Halloween something's party, something's wrong with you. You are wrong. Especially so, in Houston. Mine's playing tricks on me by the Ghetto Boys. Let's check that out. Get it. In that room staring at candles. That shit is on. <laughs> Let me drop some shit like this here. Yeah. At night, I can't sleep. Toss and turn, candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga. I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger. Come on now. What are we talking about? That that song is scary. I mean, mind playing tricks on me, first of all, who doesn't feel, especially in 2020 America, what black person doesn't feel like their mind's playing tricks on them? Damn, Jamarco, did you really have to go that deep? No, I'm all sad now. No, but I gotta, I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it funky. You know what I'm saying? As we all know, the Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on Me, is an examination of just the different type of trauma, the different type of fear, the different different type of, you know, just things that we deal with in this culture, just whether it's, you know, you know, depression or, you know, people are trying to trick you, people are trying to play you, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's verse we can all relate to in some form or fashion. And that is a real life horror, but we'll talk about that later on in the season. Ooh, <laughs> did you that, give a spoiler? That's an example of a real life horror. But anyways, Mind's Playing Tricks on Me is its own world of just like horror and terror. Also with the funky music and the fact that, you know, Bushwick Bill is getting beat up by some, did he beat up by some kids? No, yeah, he thought he was jumping somebody. Yeah, he thought I was, he was jumping you know, somebody. Everybody, but. you know, Scarface is dealing with you know, being paranoid, thinks somebody's following him. Mm -hmm. You know, Willie G is thinking that somebody, you know, wants his money, you know. And, you know, Scarface, the third verse, probably my favorite verse in the whole song, is talking about, you know, how he can't relate to his lover, how yeah. he can't relate to his family. And, of course, Bush with Bill going back to, you know, thinking he's beating up somebody. So it all kind of, it's, it paved the way for a lot of, I feel like, a lot of rappers to be more vulnerable a lot more emotional, you know, and just say like, you know, I'm dealing with this and you know, you deal with it too. Yeah. So shout out to the Ghetto Boys. We would not be here, not for them. Yeah, shout out to the Ghetto Boys. Shout out to Mind Flame Tricks on me. And again, if you don't play that at your hood Halloween party, you miss it now. Oh, but we're not done. We're not done. Oh, we no. got one more song left. Okay. Number one song. And some honorable mentions. But we got one more song left and I'm going to get a lot of flack for having this as a number one song. Guys, it's not my idea. I'm just letting you know. I don't right care. Now. Don't I, at me. I'm gonna die on this hill. Number one song, scariest oh, song boy. in hip hop, at least oh, in my boy. eyes, is Stand by Eminem. And I'm gonna tell you why in a second. Go ahead and check it out. Run it. I'm taking the floor. Y'all can talk about me all you want, but let me break the story down. First, the fact that Eminem coined the, st the term stand. We'll, we'll come back to that later. If you 
were a famous rapper, artist, or, uh, misery writer. Mm. We all know about misery, right? Ah. Stephen King's misery. If you just, when you go into these realms, right, of like celebrity, especially how Western culture sees celebrity and how we praise and worship, our president oh. is a celebrity. Oh, so now. Western culture, they love, we love the idea and the concept of the celebrity, right? But you are still a regular person with regular mm. fears, with regular, I don't want to say regular paranoia, but you have paranoia and you have these things, but you have all these people loving you and showing their adoration and you just don't know that there could be somebody out there who has a shrine of you and there and was it a basement i believe so this yeah. man had and actually the guy who plays stan is devin sawa who was in the final destination so check that out anyway so and that was in the video was in that yeah she was pregnant steadily <laughs> don't call me that how do you know the video by <laughs> Because I love this song. Am I a Stan? I believe. Are Anyways, you a Stan for no, Stan? No, So, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so we have, you know, this guy literally devotes his life to Eminem. You know, he has, he, he dyes his hair blonde. He he has this shrine of Eminem. He wants to name his kids in correlation to Eminem. Every, his life is Eminem. And you, his his... His, didn't he stand outside in the cold? No, no, that was his little brother, his little man. Brother. He's only six years old. Wait, he's in the cold for four, four hours. hours. And he just said no. This man, he's, he's Yeah, so. And you can tell his frustration is like enveloping throughout the song. When at first he's writing, he's like, Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. And then you go in. He's like, this is my last letter I'm writing yeah. you, you know, and then I, uh, you know, I go ahead and get really drunk and I put my wife in the trunk and then I drive into a river and drown us all for the sake of this celebrity. It all happens. You know, this is probably not the first time, probably the most, you know, poignant time in hip hop that we saw this kind of story. Because Eminem, as we all know, is probably one of the best rappers ever. And he's scary. And a great storyteller, you know, and this is just one of those great classic stalker stories. You mentioned misery. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't even make that correlation. That's what I think about when I think of Stan. This is definitely a misery of rap. Because, you know, we all have people that we emulate, that we idolize, that, you know, I'm not going to take to that Stan level. Like, uh -huh. for, okay, for example, I love Childish Gambino. I'm not going to write Childish Gambino every day until he recognizes that I exist. I'm definitely a stan um, for Thundercats, Steve Lacey, but we're going to talk about that here. Everybody's a stan for somebody. But when you have to under you have to think about when stan culture gets out of hand, and when it does get scary, like you have, please don't come for me, you have the Bay Hive, the Beehive, you have the, the Barbs. The Ariana, they're Ariana. The barbs are are terrible. Like the barbs will drop your location. Yeah, it's like and, and it's just like do you do you admire these people and idolize these people so much to where you're willing to harm someone else? Like you have to think about the psyche of these fans and these stands. Yeah. So that's why I said I don't care what nobody has to say, that song is scary. Well, there you have it. You know? And we do have some honorable mentions real Yay. quick. You said Dracula's wedding by Outcast. There you go. We also have for um, my engineer Jimmy House on oh, Haunted yeah. Rock by Houdini. Come on, Jimmy. We're too we're too young to know that song. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have Yonkers by Tyler the Creator. Go ahead and take it away with Yonkers real quick. Okay. Well, let's talk about. We already mentioned Tyler the Creator. You know, back in 2011, we always gave him a lot of flack because we didn't know who this guy was. I remember vividly getting ready for high school, and see, remember when MTV played videos? Anyway, uh, they would play this video early in the morning. As we all know, it's one of the most iconic videos of yeah. the 2010s. Tyler rapping, you know, I'm a walking paradox, triceratops, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, eating a cockroach, throwing it up, 
hanging himself by a noose. That's the end of the video. Literally. I walked away from that thinking, who, who the hell was this kid? Yeah. And then to make, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Kanye tweeted it was a video of the year. So shout there out to Yonkers. There are also double worshipping uh, rumors surrounding Tyler too. But yeah. it was all shock value. It's yeah. storytelling. It, yeah. It's great. America. It's great. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening to us rant about, you know, our favorite hip-hop songs and how they tie into horror. Um, Jamarco actually made a Spotify playlist with all of the songs that we talked about today in it and also a few of our other honorable mentions that we didn't get to talk about. I'll Absolutely. link that in the description box. If you have a favorite song from the list, let us know. Leave a comment on our social media at MVHU Podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, thank you all so much again for listening to me rant about my favorite horror movies. Thank you, Jamarco, for coming in. Thank this is an adjustment for me because I'm used to just talking on the mic and not having a camera in front of me <laughs> but also if you want to see more content from monstrosity's voice and support us i will also link the anchor donation button below as well also keep in mind that kai fx horror group will be doing 31 days of black horror um from october 1st to october 31st so tune in at kf horror group on instagram got a lot of interesting and dope content coming from that and uh yeah thanks again um, for uh, supporting us and supporting MVHU Podcast. And uh, don't forget to support Black Heart. Thank mm -hmm. you.